When you look at the outlets, when you look at radio and TV and now with social media and website, we have a larger footprint today than we did 15 years ago. Is that not amazing? I mean, we broadcast in 196 countries. We're tied to 3,000 radio outlets. At one time, we talked about having the potential to drop into about 700 million households. That is phenomenal. And so God has allowed us to expand our boundaries and enlarge our territory because I believe we have remained true to the Word of God. Love Where Finding's purpose is to bring people to Christ and mature them in the faith. This happens primarily through efforts in publishing, broadcasting biblical truth. Hi, and welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Today, we have the pleasure of having the CEO of Love We're Finding Ministries, Carrie Vaughn, Carrie E. Vaughn. Oh, my that, goodness. That's in the publication there on the website. So what's the E stand for? You know, the E stands for Edward. I thought it stood for excellent. Well, it, it could. <laughs> yeah. It could. It, it could stand for excellent. It could stand for anything you want it to be. Now, Edward, is that a family name? It's a family name, been passed down. So as I get, you know, the shirts that have been passed down, I also get the middle name, <laughs> right, to be passed down and to carry on. So and my son, his middle name is Edward. Tell me how long you've been in the position as the CEO of LWF. It'll be close to eight years. It's amazing to see what God has done almost in the last decade. It's, it's a wonderful opportunity for me. When I got the call about eight years ago to pray about becoming the CEO, president of Love Worth Finding, I think it was easy for me, right, with my love and admiration of Adrian Rogers and Having the privilege of serving with him on staff at Bellevue, it was almost a natural segue for me to go to Love Worth Finding. So it's been a great run. Right. What was that staff position at Bellevue? I came on at Bellevue as Minister of Lay Leadership. So Dr. Rogers had a way with words. He said, Kerry, I want you to focus on the executive laity. These men and women that have retired, they're quasi-retired, but they have the gifting and they have the time to lead our church. And almost like non-paid staff. We want to mobilize and energize them to be a critical component of Bellevue Baptist Church. Great work. Give us some backstory, Carrie, about your family, where you grew up. Were you raised in a Christ-surrendered home? I was. I, I grew up in God's country of Rosemark, Tennessee. It's in the heart of America. And, uh, <laughs> matter of fact, it doesn't even rain most times in, in North Shelby, but I grew up in, in that area. A godly mother who made certain that I was in church every single week. You know, my father, who was really what I would say one foot in the kingdom, one foot uh, in the world, struggled a little bit. Mom was the steadfast ruler that said, no matter what we do, we're going to be in God's house on Sunday. And I look back and I, I just think God had his hand through that whole process with a mother that set the example. What were some of your dreams growing up there in Rosemark? And did you ever have dreams to be an actor? No, I, I played all three sports in high school, and but I love this thing called theater. I didn't understand why. It was very easy for me to go to the stage. I, was, I would clean up after football practice or basketball practice, and I would go to the stage. It was very natural for me. Matter of fact, a lot of my teammates would say, have you lost your mind? What are you doing? But I knew I had a passion to do that. I knew that God had something in store. I even went to college to play football, and while I was there in college, I also participated in theater. met my wife, Lelania, and we sang together in the college choir. We performed several different productions. And little did I know God was preparing me to do things like the singing Christmas tree or the passion play. And God used all of that really to get me to love worth finding. You've also had an active role in the local political world. What's that meant for you personally? You know, I think Dr. Rogers said it best. I think we have the responsibility to praise our government. We have the responsibility to pray for our government. So regardless of who's in the office or who's been elected, we have the responsibilities of the people to lift them up, right? But also, we have the responsibility to participate. 
So whatever that looks like, we have to be hands-on and we have to be active locally to make certain that we are making a difference in who we put in office yeah. and some of the decisions we're making in office. I think, too, we as followers of Christ, we need to be more prayerful and engaging at the same time. I mean, that's not to say we shouldn't say what is right is right and what's wrong is wrong. But in the process of that, it's easy just to pass judgment, but be disengaged from the activity of going to vote, maybe even running for office. Sure. I think it's very easy to be complacent. Yeah. But I think when you see issues like the sanctity of human life, we as believers have to get up and get into the ballgame. Yes, we have to pray, but I also believe we have to somehow, some way participate to move the needle. You mentioned your wonderful wife, Lelania. Where did you meet? How did you meet? We met in college. Uh, she was Miss Lambeth University, and it didn't take me long to realize that she was very pretty, that she was highly talented, and that her grandfather owned a series of steakhouses around the Mid-South. So I said, hey, you know, she can sing, she's beautiful, and it's free steak. You know the name of the steakhouse? Uh, Western Sizzlin. Was it really? Yeah, he owned about eight Western Sizzlin steakhouses around the Mid-South and was highly successful, great family. But we met in college. I've been with her 27 years that's more than half my life that God has blessed me with her. And God has also blessed you with children. Two children. I have a son, Colton, who's 22 at the University of Memphis, and Logan, who is 26 at the University of Mobile. I must also say your wife, as you've already alluded to the fact that she sings, her voice is like an angel. She's incredible. Oh, absolutely. She's my favorite artist. I have to say that on air, by the way. Yeah, you need to. Hey, Carrie, you knew Adrian Rogers personally. What have you discovered about his ministry and the way people connect with his teaching that you didn't realize until you got into the role you are right now? I think it's the utmost respect. I was at a lunch a couple of weeks ago and, and kind of some of the who's who in the community. I didn't say a word. Matter of fact, for the first time, I just listened. But when they found out that I was attached to Love Worth Finding, the conversation took over about how much respect they had for Adrian Rogers. So for me, it's saying this man was a reflection of the Savior, not only to his church members, but to people across this city and across this county. We have the distinct privilege to make sure that that message continues on. Matter of fact, I asked, I asked one person who's very close to Dr. Rogers one day, I said, other than his ability to preach the Word of God, which we know was truly anointed, we know that, right? What was his greatest strength? And the response back was, integrity was his greatest strength. And I thought, number one, that's true. But number two, through Love Worth Finding, we have to preserve, we have to protect, and we have to propel that integrity forward. As a young man, I remember going and getting counsel, something that I did wasn't maybe the best way to handle a situation. I even talked to Dr. Rogers about it. He said, Byron, I want you to do it differently. He set out some guidelines and said, this is how I think you should do it. After you do it that way, come back and tell me about it. And I did, and it was the right thing to do. I mean, it really was the right thing to do. I think you had great discernment, right? I had a friend of mine that went to him and said, Dr. Rogers, I believe God may be calling me to seminary, but I'm on staff here at at Bellevue. What do I need to do? And Dr. Rogers said, well, you need to look at Bellevue as a seminary, and you need to allow me to maybe give you a few books, and you meet with me once a month. And let me kind of mentor and pour into you and let God use that. Yeah. So it's just little things like that that he would come from a different angle and right. say, hey, have you thought about this? Yeah. Right. Well, Kerry, Lower Finding began back in 1987. What was the main vision for the ministry when it began back then? Truthfully, I think the main vision for Dr. Rogers was to remain true that God had called him to be a senior pastor at Bellevue Baptist Church. And I think his focus was twofold. 
to preach the word of God without compromise and with conviction and to love on the people. And I think a group of laymen came to Dr. Rogers and said, hey, this is great stuff. We have to get it out there on radio and TV, and we need to be sure it's in the hands of the people. And we understand that. But I think from a Dr. Rogers standpoint, it was God's called me to be a pastor. And so there was a little bit of pushback. And then I think as he prayed about it and thought through it, he realized, well, maybe God can take this anointed message and we can give it to the world. Thus the name, a word for the world, originally. And then change the love worth finding because it is truly the greatest love worth finding. It really is. Well, you know, in every generation, biblical truth is challenged. Foundationally, what is biblical truth and why does its truth prevail over other religious beliefs? You know, the Word of God is God-breathed, right? You believe that, I believe that, and so truth never changes. And it is profound truth simply stated. It's Isaiah fifty-five eleven that my word will go out and it will not return void. But it shall accomplish that which I please, and it will prosper wherever I send it. And I think that's the case for Love Worth Finding. We understand that truth is truth. It's not postmodernism. It's not what my grandparents say. It's not what my kids say. It is what the Word of God says. And we stand on that, and we use that as the foundation and really as the bedrock for all that we do. You know, something I think is so interesting when you listen to the teaching of Adrian Rogers is how applicable it is. And some of the messages that we hear were recorded and preached many years ago, but it lines up with life and what's happening in our lives today. It's timely and timeless. If you're nine or 90, you get it, right? It's put in layman terms. I get it. I understand it. If I hear it on Sunday, I can apply it to my life come Monday. And that's exactly what we want to disseminate to people around the world. Carrie, on November 15th, 2005, Dr. Rogers passed from this life into heaven. It's been 14 years since that time. Uh, talk about the ways the ministry has grown since his passing. When you look at the outlets, when you look at radio and TV and now with social media and website, we have a larger footprint today than we did 15 years ago. Is that not amazing? I mean, we broadcast in 196 countries. We're tied to 3,000 radio outlets. At one time, we talked about having the potential to drop into about 700 million households. That is phenomenal. And so God has allowed us to expand our boundaries and enlarge our territory because I believe we have remained true to the Word of God. Wow. Exciting, isn't it? It's phenomenal. And, and, and you scratch your head and say, you know what? What's to come? And we were in a board meeting here recently, and one of the board members said, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to run to the rapture. We believe we have the best message. We believe we have the best messenger, and we're not going to slow up, back up, or let up. We're going to run to the rapture. Is there a particular demographic that you're reaching more than another with the ministry in the way of age, men, women? I think it depends on the medium. So we're hitting an older audience if it's TV, but I'm hitting a younger audience if it's website and social media. I'm hitting a younger generation who has the smartphone at the fingertips. My son's 22. He will never, ever sit down and watch a DVD. Matter of fact, you will not catch him listening to the radio. But if I can get it to his smartphone, then I can hook him. And so I think it depends on the mediums. So I like to say we're hitting all people and we're trying to push many people to the website. So I had a lady in Texas call me and say, you know what? I go to my church at 830 and then I jump in the car and I race home so I can watch Love Worth Finding at 11 o'clock. I said, well, that's wonderful. We greatly appreciate that. But can I let you in on a little secret? If you can get to the website, and she said, well, my son-in-law helps me. If it's technology, he helps me. I said, great. Tell him to get you to the website, lwf.org. 
the message of today is right there. Click on it and listen to it. You know, that's what's exciting for the older generation. More and more are engaging these tablets and computers and picking up on it, utilizing it more and more on Facebook, and they're going to these websites, you know. right. Which is really to their advantage. Well, you think about it. Resource. Well, you think about it. People are ordering clothes now and groceries online. Nobody goes to stores anymore. So if you're going to do that with resources and items, why not do that with the Word of God? Kerry, what other languages besides Spanish? You mentioned 190 plus countries countries that you're Mm -hmm. reaching. Besides Spanish, uh, what other language is LWF broadcasting? Just English and Spanish. Uh, El Amor Que Vale is Love Worth Finding Ministry in Spanish. It's what we call our ministry within a ministry. And we're excited about that. But just those two languages, we're, we're kind of praying through and thinking through maybe some other type of possibilities in the near future. An impact outside the U.S., what are you seeing from the Spanish ministry? We're seeing a large impact. We're seeing people saved. We're seeing fruit. We're seeing people come to know the Lord. We're seeing people growing in the Lord, making decisions. But we are funded more nationally. So we're an international ministry that's funded nationally. And how are you overseeing that aspect? Do you have staff or people who help you oversee the Spanish Programs. We do. We have a, a young lady named Maritza that is the point person for that ministry. She does a phenomenal job. Lenine, who was with us for a number of years, was the voice of Adrian Rogers in Spanish. So we were able to really hit a group and hit a market that we had never had been connected to before. And God has really honored that. Take us behind the scenes. What is a typical day in the life of LWF? What does it look like? Is there a typical day? Oh, it's a typical, absolutely it's a typical day. When you walk in our building, you have everything from the people in the back doing the editing, slicing and dicing, as I call it. You have many people working with our donor base, people calling in, ordering products. We have volunteers shipping products in the back. We have people to the right of the building who are calling donors and We're setting up meetings to go see donors. I mean, we are in the people business. We understand that. And we try to give that personal touch, whether it's a letter, a phone call, an email. We want to be sure that we're meeting the needs of our listeners and supporters and donors. You've already mentioned social media. Of course, it's so prevalent today to be able to utilize that. So many ministries are doing that. How have you as a ministry decided to weave this aspect of social media into your work? We have seen social media uh, for us. We've been able to get out certain messages. I'll give you an example. We took a three-minute snippet of a sermon. And this one segment, Byron, was Dr. Rogers talking about there's one villain, Satan. There's one hero, Jesus. There's one purpose to glorify God. And there's one problem, sin. And in those three minutes or two minutes, 1.9 million people viewed it. And so for us, it's a window to the world to push them back to the website to get them connected to the ministry. Hearing from your listeners, I know, is an important aspect of any type of broadcast ministry. We enjoy here at radio even hearing from people that listen to the network. We're so glad that we can partner with a ministry like Love We're Finding that airs here in Memphis, 7 a.m. Monday through Friday. When that's not including the weekend times and the evening times, but the mainstay, Love We're Finding, 7 a.m., Across our network, Bot Radio Network is very pleased to be able to partner with you and so many other ministries in getting God's Word into the people of God. But hearing from listeners, talk about some of that. I mean, you get tons of letters. There have been any that have stood out to you, situations or people have written in that you can just kind of think off the top of your head that have meant a lot to you? Absolutely. There was one gentleman named Sam. He was about 35 years old, uh, engineer in the Houston area, and he uh, reached out to me, sent me an email, and he said, Carrie, he said, "Um, I prayed to receive Christ a number of years ago, 
But Love Worth Finding has been a tool for me for discipleship. I'm buying books. I'm listening to messages. I'm reading pamphlets. I'm getting my hands on everything you produce because for me, it is the mentorship. It is the discipleship piece that I need. I leaned back and thought, you know what? Yes, we are reaching people for Christ, but we're also moving them in maturity. And that's part of our mission. And it's a great mission, too. It's so encouraging when you hear back from people realizing this is working. This is really changing lives. This is affecting people for the kingdom of Christ. Right. And it's not just affecting people back in 2002, no. right? It's affecting people today. Today. That is a good word. Uh, what about family members of Dr. Rogers? Are there any active role that they play in the ongoing work of LWF Miss Joyce Rogers, uh, she's an active board member with us at Love Worth Finding. We're glad to have her once a quarter when we pull together as a family and a board. Uh, we know that the children, uh, some of them are local and active in ministry here. Uh, but Joyce has been a very much a, a chief cheerleader for us. You know, she was always a cheerleader for Adrian, and she has been that for the ministry, and we praise God for her. She's such a sweet lady. You know, a couple of years ago, there was a pastor came to a church here in the Memphis area for a revival. He was speaking at a pastor's luncheon that I was at. Dr. Roger's son, David, and I attended that luncheon. Well, the next day, I had this pastor in the studio for an interview. I mentioned to him, I said, well, I was there, and I had Adrian Rogers' son with me. He stopped right there. He said, what? His eyes got as big as saucers. Adrian Rogers' son heard me preach. He grabbed his phone. He called his wife in Atlanta. He said, honey, guess who heard me preach? And he said, Dr. Adrian Rogers is my mentor. I've been watching and following his ministry for 20 years. He taught me how to preach mm. through watching his ministry. Anyway, I said, can you hold on a second? And I went to another room picked a phone up and called David Rogers and said, David, I've got this pastor that you heard yesterday. He loves your dad's ministry. Is there any way that I could bring him to your mom's house, that he could go up to the study where Dr. Rogers used to prepare the messages and just glean from that experience? I knew they were about to sell the house. Mrs. Rogers was downsizing. So he said, absolutely. Mom said that would be great. After the interview, we drove over to the Rogers' home And she was so hospitable, took him up to the room where Dr. Rogers prepared the message. David showed him the outlines of the messages, how things were, Mm -hmm. just how it impacted this pastor. So incredible. Well, you tell that story. I think about a good friend of mine named Ed, who in the 70s was having lunch with his wife. And and he would tell you that at that time in his life, the marriage was not working. The job was not working. And while they were in the restaurant, he looks across the room and he sees Dr. Rogers and Miss Joyce. And he goes over and he says, Dr. Rogers, you don't know me. I know you, but I would love for us to meet. And just let me just let me tell you what's going on in my life. Maybe you could pray for me. And he said, Dr. Rogers took a napkin. He flipped it over and he wrote his home address. Now, keep in mind, this is in the 70s, right? So no text message, no cell phone. He wrote his home address and he said, you be at my home at two o'clock. It said, I went back and told my wife, he said, I thought we were going over for marital counseling. He said, I get there. And over the next two hours, Dr. Rogers loves on me, he pours into me, and he leads me to Christ. Wow. He turns around, he leads my wife to Christ. We join the church. I begin to grow in the Lord. I become a deacon. I start teaching Sunday school. All because he took five minutes in a restaurant and wrote his home address on a napkin. That's what we're talking about. And that's that's the messenger we're talking about. That's the message we're talking about. And that is the holy God that we're talking about. And the conduit is love worth finding.
Carrie, what about new things on the horizon for LWF as you strategize and look to the future? What is on the horizon? And is there anything that you would like to do differently? Well, I go back to what the board member said. We are, we are intentionally and strategically, we're going to run to the rapture. And so I think what you're going to see in the days ahead, you're going to see more push from a digital aspect. You're going to see us really saturate social media. We're going to go after this younger generation, and we're just going to pray that God's going to use it in a mighty way. So I think what you're going to see is a larger footprint. You're going to see more activity, and you're going to turn around and say, man, what a relevant message for today. It is truly profound truth, simply stated. What is your biggest challenge as the CEO of LWF? I think for me, what keeps me up at night uh, is how do I get to every listener, supporter, donor that wants to be more of an integral part of what we do, right? I'm one person. uh, We have a staff of about 25. And praise God, we have about 25 volunteers that supplement our efforts. But we're small. We're nimble, but we're small. And so what what I wrestle with is how do I get to every person? to build that one-on-one relationship because we're truly in the people business, right? We're people reaching out to people to introduce them to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And so for me, it's just having that personal touch with everyone and everybody that's associated with Love Worth Finding. I know across the board, not only ministries like Love Worth Finding, but churches too have seen some decrease in giving. What about the financial stability of Love Worth Finding? How is Love Worth Finding doing financially? You know, we're blessed. Uh, giving is up. We praise God for that. There's some certain projects we want to do, some new initiatives we want to support. And so we're going to be asking uh, our stakeholders to come be a part of that. But God has given the increase, and we praise him for that. Uh, I think what we're trying to decide is, you know, with the product side of it, Uh, Not many people are ordering like they used to, right? Again, we go back to technology, so everything's on the website. Right. Everything's at their fingertips. They're not not ordering the hardback or the hardcovers. And so we're trying to pray through and think through the product side. But I'm going to tell you, God has given the increase, and we are looking for some great things ahead. What do you, Carrie Vaughn, enjoy most about your job at LWF? I love – I love – the part of going out and meeting the people that love our ministry. They've been tied to the ministry for a number of years. And I love going out and putting faces with names. That That's my joy, to go out and put a face with a name, whether it's in California or Texas or Florida. Uh, I love that aspect, right? Yeah, yeah. But I also love coming back and being part of not just the fundraiser, uh, but coming back and being the CEO of the staff and strategizing and looking at new plans and looking at new ways and bringing on new staff. And that's all exciting to me. So I've got, I've got one foot in ministry and one foot in the marketplace, and, and I love it. <laughs> well, I know another part of your job, obviously, is you, you travel some. I do. And you participate in the National Religious Broadcasters Convention and other meetings, executive meetings, I'm sure that you're part of, too. Behind the scenes, just as you do life and do ministry with LWF, any kind of funny, anything that just a little hilarious. We need some humor in our life at times just to Help us through the day. Something that's happened to you that's been kind of humorous. You know, um, that's a good question. I, I don't know if it's really anything funny. I think it's just the joy of being a part of what we're doing, right? It's the joy of being a part of what God's called us to do. You know, people will have their Adrian Rogers stories. People will stop in the hallways or in the byways and say, hey, I remember when. I will tell you this. I told the staff this morning. I, I ran into a gentleman this past week that was the U.S. district attorney 
for our area. Uh, Hickman Ewing. Yeah. Remember I, Hickman? I, I know Hickman. Yeah, he's a good friend. Uh, yeah. Ronald, Ronald Reagan appointed Hickman back in 1981. And when he found out that I was the CEO of Love Worth Finding, he lit up. And he was very excited about that. And he said, uh, I'm going to tell you what Dr. Rogers told me one time. He said he took the word politics and he broke it down. He said the root word is poly, which means many. And the other word is ticks, which means blood sucking. So go figure. <laughs> So I think it, I think it was I think it was the wit and wisdom of Adrian Rogers that when you meet people, that's what they say and that's what they give us. You know, I think it was about 1991, first time that Memphis hosted a life chain. You know, people were standing up for the unborn, prayerful, peaceful way to demonstrate against abortion. Poplar Avenue, all the way down to where our station used to be at Poplar and. Mendenhall, I believe it was. Yeah. We had a tent set up. We did a live broadcasting. There was over 10, 12,000 people that showed up on that life chain. Dr. Rogers came out and I had a chance to interview. I have a picture. I was quite younger at the time, but I have a picture with him out there on that corner. But Hickman Ewan also stopped by and together talked. And so Dr. Rogers was very passionate about, especially the unborn, standing up. And he made public stances too. For issues like that, I always appreciated the times that we were able to have an event or something that he was passionate about, and he was definitely going to be there. You know, he was always there, right? That that was his trick. Yeah. He was always there. He was always meeting with somebody, writing a letter, having breakfast, having coffee, and you thought, how, how did he do that, right? With a, with a church of 29,000, uh, the Southern Baptist Convention, people in the Memphis community, people around the world that wanted five minutes. How do you give everybody five minutes? And so one day I went to Linda Glantz. I said, you got to tell me a secret. i got to figure it out. And she said, you know, he would maximize every minute of the day. So if he's sitting and listening to somebody, he's jotting down not just notes, but probably the next title of his book or the next title of his sermon. If he was home on a Saturday watching a football game, he's dictating notes and letters to be written on Monday. He just maximized every single second of the day so that he could give everybody the five minutes that they needed. I need to maximize my time. We're out of time. Very good. Kerry Vaughn, thank you so much. Thank you for what you do for Christ's kingdom through the ministry of Love Worth Finding, the Bible teaching ministry of Dr. Adrian Rogers. There's a website, as you mentioned. Give that address out so people can go to, learn more, follow you on social media with Love Worth Finding. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, LWF.org, LWF.org. Everything is right there. It's a wonderful dashboard. You'll love it. Uh, everything's at your fingertips. Go today. Go today. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I do appreciate you stopping by. Thanks for listening. I'm Byron Tyler. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.